0: I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerarda Del Real, here with my partner, Mr. Nick Hodge, who is also an investor and the publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 218th episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World, where we talk about the markets, we talk about what we're investing in, we talk about the things we're watching And uh, Nick, first and foremost, how are you? There's a lot of bizarre going around. How are things going in your neck of the woods?
1: I don't know why you asked me that question, Gerardo. You're you're, you're a very nasty person. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, How are you?
0: I've never heard of you. I've never (laughs) heard of you. (laughs) Never heard of you. Everybody keeps telling me, Nick Hodge, your business partner, your friend, your colleague. I say, Nick Hodge, who? Never heard of him. I, I, am oh, well, I am well, I am um, well, i busy as you are, amused as you are, not amused at other things. Um, let's get right into it. We're going to try to make this week a short one uh, coming off of Mother's Day by the time y'all see and uh, uh, hear this. And so let's just get right into the markets. Um, everything keeps kind of happening the way that we've been calling it. And I hate, I hate to pound our chest on it, but look, we said lithium was close to bottoming a month ago. Lithium to me looks like it's absolutely bottomed. We've had four straight days of the spot price recovering and and then finally turning around. Not a coincidence, I don't think, that we have some MA, big M&A, Livant and Alcan, $10 billion merger. Um, that's put, you know, quite a, a rocket pack on a lot of the lithium stocks, including Patriot Battery Metals, which has, you know, assays that are pending and, and, and overdue, frankly, which probably for a good reason, as we've talked about before. But Let's start with lithium before we get into the overall markets. I'd love to get your thoughts on the M and A out there. I'd love to get your thoughts about whether you believe it's bottomed, and you know, judging by the equities, it looks like a bottom's been put in.
1: You had a sixty percent retracement in Mm -hmm. that spot of lithium and the spot price of lithium from late last year until uh, this year. It went from eighty or so thousand dollars, eighty thousand dollars a ton in China, of course, for lithium carbonate, to just below. A uh, thirty thousand. Um well, I think we mentioned last week it was uh, we had our first up week since November in the price. And so certainly looks like it's it's trying to 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 put in a bottom if it if it hasn't already. Um there was froth in the market, right? You get yeah. you get a pegmatite, you get a pegmatite. Everybody had a pegmatite um <laughs> for for a while there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um whether or not they contain lithium and so you know companies like tierlock for example that are now yeah. trading at 20 cents that were you know had dollar handles or, or more on them recently that some of that froth needed to come out of the market because it was it was very bubble like um you know it's like all these battery me- metal metals like uh copper or you know e- even uranium to some extent they had good runs and then um you know things don't go to the sky as i always say so so lithium was definitely due for a pullback um the merger is very interesting. I'm I'm a legacy Alchem shareholder. First, yep. uh, Advantage, and then Oricobre, and then mm-hmm. Cobra merged with Galaxy, and then yeah. uh, now Alchem is merging <clears throat> with Livent to create what's gonna be um, like the fourth or fifth largest producer of lithium in the world. They're gonna yeah. be up there with Albemarle and, and SQM and then past some of these Chinese entities. And um, that's all Western production, right? That's um, Argentina, Canada, and uh, Australia. Um, and so needed in the space, if the West is is ever going to compete with China and or wean itself off of um, the Chinese uh, lithium. And so the market really liked it. Um, yeah. I think Alchem was at like 12 bucks before the the deal was announced and, and went to 14. Yep. Um, and seems to be a, a, a good deal for for both parties. You know, they'll, they'll keep their, their, their NYSE listing. Um, they'll use LiveEd's processing know-how, Alchem's mining know-how, and- um, and, and leverage as it were the, the, the customer relationships that live Ed already has with, with automakers. So a good deal. And uh, uh, like you say, it lit the fire and the rest of the, the lithium equities, you know, we were looking at Patriot battery metals at 12 or 13 bucks uh, yep. a week or so ago. And and it went over 15 um, on the news without news of its own. And so uh, lifting the entire sector uh, timeframe is, is important, right? Um, you know, uh, just like copper is is soft and i've been saying it's going to be soft yep. it doesn't mean that it's not going to be very strong in the next three to five year time frame i saw a goldman sachs quote the other day for, <laughs> that was alluding to 50 to 100 hundred dollar a pound copper i had to, I had checked the mac and that's what the math came out to they were quoting <laughs> it in ton prices but it's like wow um, uh, and so you know anyway. how I feel
0: about Goldman and their forecast, <laughs> but they probably got
1: a big short position right now,
0: but I do agree with you on copper's midterm fundamentals. Absolutely rock solid.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, did not have much more to, to add there. I told you the other week I was buying Albemarle on the back of, um, Chile's announcement and, and that's turned out to be the right move, at least in the short term. And so I'm definitely a long-term lithium bull and think that, um, this pullback we had was an opportunity, just like the pullback we had in uranium was an opportunity. And granted, those stocks were got whacked nine or ten percent today. The energy yeah. fuels of the world, but they're still higher than they were a month or two ago.
0: Absolutely, and 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 the pullback in gold, which uh, again we were on, you know, months ago, saying that technicals looked absolutely fantastic. Um, let me segue real quick into patriot battery metals. We're overdue for assays. I don't want to sound like a broken record and tell you it's because they're likely having a re-assay you know, a lot of holes for being over limit. Um, I I, I suspect that's going to happen. I also suspect that in the next, within the next 45 days, we see one, if not two majors come in and take a minority stake in the company. I think this uh, merger that we just had, which is, you know, a $10 billion merger is, is a, the canary in the coal mine on what's to come. I think North America, and North American deposits are going to be commanding a significant premium because of some of the tax benefits that come along with having infrastructure and in production in North America. Um, so there's there's a lot there that bodes really well for Patriot. I do believe that the next big catalyst, independent of assets and that made in resource estimate, is going to be a major or two, which I know uh, they're interested, um, coming in and saying, yeah, we'll take 4% or 5%. And it wouldn't surprise me if if, if two majors came to the table and said, we'll take 4% and 5% as well. And look, if that money is raised at a premium and it's flow through, the company doesn't need it. But I think that would give a strong signal to the market that regardless of the chatter around the maiden resource estimate, the chatter about the delays in the assays, that this is eventually going to get taken out. And I think, you know, I, I'm hoping it makes it out of 2023 for tax reasons, right? I'm hoping it at the very least happens in 2024. I'm not rooting for a, a takeout this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happened towards the end of the year. But first things first, let's see. Let's see if I'm correct in the next 30 to 45 days. It'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be good for the stock. I see new all-time highs coming again, by the way.
1: Well, it would take months for a deal to close. And, you know, if it's an all-share deal, you could delay selling of,
0: um, <laughs> let's, hope, the, let's, let's hope it's not in the works, Nick.
1: <laughs> right? Um, can I play devil's advocate for a second?
0: Absolutely, um, I love I love it when you play devil's advocate.
1: What, what about um, this? Uh, you know, I didn't haven't seen it. I need to watch it. The sixty minutes thing that was out the this past week that was about um, this big brine deposit in California that people have been talking about for a little while now. That some billionaires are invested in, and they say that um that combined with the you know always a black box technology right direct lithium uh, extraction or getting it from you know oil and gas wells right. uh, is going to make the supply deficits not as intense as as currently forecasted
0: I haven't dug enough into the technology and I'm definitely not an expert in 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 that aspect of it um there is a gentleman that that you know I, I'm reaching out to that consults actually for a company that I'm invested in that we're invested in actually. And then he's got hundreds of patents for uh clay, lithium clay deposit extraction, brine extraction. He's got I think like 125 patents or something like that right now filed. So let me give you a more educated response when I get an educated response from him. So I don't just blabber on and, and give you my two cents when my two cents probably isn't worth the two cents that um you know, you'd be getting from me. So yeah, I'll, I'll follow back up. I think that's an excellent uh point to touch on here and then we'll see if I don't have an answer for you next week on, on, you know, just how feasible it is. And then, you know,
1: how much the technology really can actually achieve. And then what about the actual adoption? So, um, two things, you know, Frank Curzio, uh, he was tweeting the other day that uh, all these car companies are losing money, um, on the electric vehicles, Ford's losing money. Other, other companies are losing money and it's not being made up um, for by the the tax incentives and so that these automakers are going to abandon, abandon the, I guess basically the sector, abandon the, the electric vehicles. That combined with them not being adopted as fast as, you know, one or that some of these forecasts say, like I was looking, I saw Polestar, which is an electric yeah. car company. It was delaying for a year the release of some sedan, the electric sedan that they were working on, for example. And is going to lay off ten percent of their um, staff. Where, where does that factor in?
0: I, I get Frank's point. It's a valid point. I don't think adoption is going to be as simple as you know either po- the political party would have you believe. But EVs aside, you know, grid energy storage is a huge part of this, right? Infrastructure is a huge part of this. And so when we talk about, as you call it, the electrification of everything, it doesn't solely rely. On the electric vehicle aspect of it, but clearly that is you know the the the, the elephant in the room. Um, look, t- timeline, right? You mentioned timeline. At the end of the day, will there be a time where there's more supply than demand? Absolutely. Is that time right now? No. Um, all these gigafactories and, and and these you know fifteen twenty billion dollar investments that all these automakers are making, those aren't going to get put back in the box. I don't I don't believe that anyhow. They will find a way to get costs down and deliver a profitable product to the market because it's clear to me that all of the major automakers are committed to this moving forward. Um, so we'll see. You can't make up losses uh, on volume, right? As Rick Roll likes to say, we'll see how long they're willing to have that aspect of their business as a loss leader. And we'll see how well that pays off. It's a lot of we'll see. And there's a lot of money to be made between now and we'll see, right? And so- mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the writing will be on the wall when that day comes. And then, you know, it's uh, it's 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 not the time right now. I think there's still a lot of money to be made with the Patriot Battery Metals of the world. If you want to take a smaller name, you know, Q2 Metals is a company I'm uber excited about for the simple fact that they're finally going to get on site here over the next month, start exploration and kick off a 10,000 meter drilling program towards the end of the summer, early fall to see what that property has. And so... No, look, it's still an exciting time in the sector, and I think it's going to be a super profitable rest of the year in the lithium space for us. We'll see what happens in a couple of years' time. Uh, I'm not worried about it right now.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what that gentleman has to say. But the, for the record, I'm obviously bullish on, on Lithium and, and known several names in the space, mm-hmm. including uh, the two you were just mentioning, including Alvin including uh, Alchem. And, you know, they didn't say what it was going to be called. I found that curious. They were calling it Nuco. I wonder if. Yeah. Uh, what it's going to be called? But anyway.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that's you know the last ship to fall. Once you start seeing that kind of M and A, you know boards start feeling pressure um, to go and make accretive uh, mergers or accretive acquisitions. And the last thing that you want is to be the last uh, CEO or board of directors to the M and A party. And all of a sudden, you know your market share is declining. So when I start seeing M and A to the tune of ten billion plus dollars, I'm inclined to believe there's no way this is the last deal that happens this year and um yeah i wouldn't want to be the ceo that didn't do anything um at the bottom of the lithium sector
1: tell <laughs> blair to get his shoe ready
0: <laughs> i love it we have to talk gold uh gold looks really solid still pulled back to 2015 um firmly above you know the 2000 um uh, mark silver less so silver's back with a 24 handles trading like a base metal again i want to get your thoughts on silver
1: I bought silver today. Okay. Now well, there you go, folks. <laughs>
0: Keep it short and simple. <laughs> so you think this pullback's a good opportunity?
1: Yeah. Um yeah. I think you gotta buy the pullbacks in the precious metals complex now. Um I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. Yep. And this was a pullback in the in the precious metals complex, albeit on the on the silver side of it. So um I took the opportunity to, to buy some, you know, paper physical as it were. Okay. Um but yeah, I think it's an opportunity and um I think gold is is really strong, and I think that uh, this dollar index is getting dangerously close to breaking down through a hundred on, yep. on the DXY, <laughs> and that um, any change of posture from the Fed, whether it's uh, an extended pause, uh, a cut later this fall, you know, um, a sigh of so, relief,
0: a pivot, a tap dance, it, whatever they uh, want to call um, it, a skip, <laughs>
1: right, a return to, to easing, because remember they're still they're still tightening as well. Uh, coupled with this debt ceiling stuff, I think it's all like a, a lot of tailwinds for, for, for precious metals. And, um, uh, yeah, I think you should be buying the dips.
0: Yeah. Um, I absolutely agree with you. One hundred percent. I'll say the same thing about
1: copper overall markets. I know the answer is <laughs> so why I'm smiling. I know what you are going Co- to say. <laughs> copper names actually sold off a bit. They're, they're starting to get more attractive, uh, especially if you take a, a long enough, um, time horizon or, y- 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 you think about owning them for a couple of years. Like it, Today was a weird day in the market, and we record this on yep. Thursdays, so yep. it's May 11th. Like uh, The Dow was down a couple of hundred points with the NASDAQ was up, and the S&P was sort of all over the place, but the VIX was actually down. I actually have lots of volatility today. Didn't It make, didn't make sense to me. And then some of these, um, hot, high, more high flying, uh, uh, copper names, you know, Philo's Amerigo's, they were getting whacked pretty good. Yep. Um, uh, and, and, and there's opportunity there, um, now. And and certainly if that continues and then at the same time, you know, I'm always looking at stocks, obviously like you are, you know, I was looking at, um, like Southern copper has held up really well. Um, foreign, I don't know if you've looked at that yeah. has held up really well. Um, there's another one that's held up really well. Aero has held up really, really well. And so some of some of these haven't uh, sold off yet, but the ones that are that I was just mentioning, like the Philos and the Amerigos, um, which I don't cover in any of the letters, I just sort of have small positions and watch out of the corner of my eye to see when there is going to be a potential entry for subscribers. Uh, it's getting close on some of them.
0: I couldn't agree more. I got to mention Aldebaran. I think that uh, you know they just reported a 769-meter intercept of 0.55% copper equivalent, and it's clear to me from the news release, from the geos, from John's comments in that release, that they now believe that, you know, Altar East
1: and West- The the blobs are connected.
0: The blobs are connected. It's like Patreon, right? (laughs) It's one big blob. They have a name for it, Altar United. Um, So once you start putting a name to something, I think geologically they have confirmation that this is one massive system, and yes, it is- you know, there's portions of it that are still lower grade. There's other portions, of course, that are higher grade. It's a massive gold copper resource, copper gold resource. The company's pulled back on on the exercising of some warrants at around the seventy five set level. Don't think it's a coincidence that that's where it's trading. You match that up with weakness in the copper space, and then you can see the softening of the price. I think it's an excellent entry point for anyone that has, you know, a timeline of of nine to eighteen months and, you know, that's willing to wait for the eventual buyout. They're drilling, they're drilling aggressively. These are deep holes. Um, it's a big project, but everything that they were hoping to see from these holes are getting it thus far. So excited about Aldebaran.
1: Me too.
0: Overall markets, credit default swap chances uh, keep going the way that you said they were going to go, right? Higher and higher and higher. And so this debt seal, and there was a meeting between Republicans and then the Biden administration. They both basically came out of that meeting and said, we didn't get shit done on this one. So they, they didn't move the stick at all. So we're going to go back to our base and tell them what we're going to tell them. The other guy's going to go back to his base and tell them what they want to hear.
1: It's getting really interesting, Nick. It's getting close. Um, the, the Treasury is going to be below their, their thresholds <laughs> that they want to be below by the, the end of this month, I'm pretty sure. And so Miss gonna Yellen is going to be yelling cds is 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 going up on both the the one year and the five year um uh people say the five year is is more indicative of of you know the chance for default and uh, the chance at this point is not zero that's for sure that's for um, sure which so you're saying there's a chance um i think the the cds on the on the five year is up somewhere in the, in the 60s and so those are basis points what that means is you know, if it's uh, the CDS for the five years at 60, that means it takes $6,000 to insure a million dollars worth of, um, bonds or whatever. And, and then just to put that in context, it was, um, like, uh, below 1000, uh, last year. So the the CDS is really up there. It's at the level it was in, in 2008. Um, and, and if you look at the, the last time there were serious debt ceiling fights, and then I've talked about this on the podcast before it was, it was 2011 at um, volatility spiked, and then there was a pretty uh, steep sell-off in the um, S and P. Like all this stuff is coming to fruition. Um, we had GDP uh, a week or two ago, and uh, the economy is is slowing. Um, earnings growth continues to be negative, both on the S and P and the Nasdaq. Uh, and the S and P, by the way, is being propped up essentially by yep. uh, Microsoft and 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 Apple, which are like um <laughs> the, uh, bulk seven. Of the index <laughs> yeah right for like the most they've ever been and so um at the same time i'm not talking just about you know the debt ceiling now but like all this stuff is happening there's still trouble with the banks yep. like um they're not improving if you look like at the regional bank index and nope. um the next thing that people are going to start talking more and more about is the commercial real estate right the, the yep. loans that these banks hold um where the the um, capacity of these buildings is, is not 100% because people are still working at home. And and so companies either aren't going to renew their leases or the people that hold those loans aren't going to be able to pay the note, uh, especially if they were uh, adjustable rates. So lots of shoes still to drop in, in the broader markets. And um, I've had conviction all year long that we were still at a bear market and, and, and I'm convinced we still are.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking at the headlines now. PacWest's uh, share is just Went down twenty percent on news that deposits fell nine point five percent just last week, right? And so when you're talking an almost ten percent drop in deposits, even retail is starting to realize that all is not well uh, behind the curtain. So no, I think that'll be um, definitely something to keep an eye on. And and again, for those of you that have you know, whether it's Dow exposure or NASDAQ exposure, any major indices exposure here in the U.S., I'd I'd be cautious. Uh, I would definitely be holding some cash. And um, fortune favors the bold, but there's a time to be bold and there's a time to be uh, cautious. And I think this is a good time to exercise caution if you're dabbling in that space. I personally don't have anything um, in the major indices, but many do. I have friends and family that, you know, have 401ks or self-managed funds or family offices that have, you know, quite quite a bit of capital allocated. So that that would be my advice.
1: I think people are holding cash, maybe not as much as they should be, but um, increasingly people are figuring out the money markets yielding 5%. And yeah. so that's one of the reasons that those bank deposits are, are going down. Like I've even found myself in the past couple of weeks buying Schwab money market funds, right? Because uh, it's a unit essentially. I mean, you buy it at a dollar you sell it at a dollar and then you reap the interest. And so it's, it's it's low to, to no risk and that's why people aren't putting their keeping their money in the bank anymore, you know, getting half a percent or, you know, seven tenths of a percent when they can get four point seven to five to percent in a in a in a low risk money market fund and um man, that's sort of the way we are. Agreed. Um we gotta get some uh
0: we gotta get some social commentary in because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um uh, Jamie Dimon uh is very sad is what he said he's sad about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Um I'll just leave that alone before I get on a rant and a rave. Um
1: Mr. Trump somebody somebody <laughs> spied his island. Some other billionaire is buying the, the Cuttyfine line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Trump was found. He wasn't convicted by the way. I see a lot of stuff on Twitter and you know, he wasn't convicted but he was found civil in a civil lawsuit was found liable um you 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 got it you got it for you know assault um sexual abuse forcing himself on her um touching her in unwanted ways a number of just you know nasty predator like um allegations And, and whether you believe it or not you know there was a jury of i believe eight men and four women that believed it and told him he's going to have to cough up, you know, something like $5 million. And then he goes on the CNN town hall.
1: Sure, he'll pay for it from the skip.
0: <laughs> That's where I was going with this. And you would have thought this guy, um, you know, stopped a school shooting. Or you would have thought, like, he stopped, you know, um, a mass shooting, which we've had a bunch here in Texas recently. do gonna be going on that again. where We can't even pass the law to increase the, the, the age to buy an assault rifle here to 21. That just failed. I'm here in Texas. But anyhow, back to Trump, the way he was greeted, I think, just solidified to me what we've been saying, that he can do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants. He could be the most egregious, nasty, since he likes to use that word, um, thing, and then come out and just tell you straight to your face that what you see is wrong and what you hear is wrong, and that he's never even met this woman, um, is what he said, and people will believe it people will believe it. You know, he had that famous quote during his campaign where he said, I think I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan and I could get away with it. And look, like you said, he's probably going to be able to, the, the $5 million is going to be chump change uh, compared to what he's going to be able to raise um, through his campaign. As a result of this, think about how sick our politics are right now, Nick, that actually being found liable For sexual abuse of a woman is now a point from which you can raise way more money than what you're liable for to the victim. That's insane to me. That's insane to me. George Santos, the cross dressing, um, and and no and no no gripes, by the way, with the cross-dressing. You do you, Boo. But at least be honest about it, right? Um Senator out of a uh, out of New York or a politician out of New York, he was just indicted on everything from like money laundering, wire fraud. He was using kind of funny. He was funny, not funny, I guess. He was using campaign donations and nonprofit money from a foundation to buy like designer clothes and just all. And and this guy comes right out and he says, "I'm not resigning. We're going to fight the good fight." And even some Republicans were like, "What are you talking about?" Like. Did you read the charges? Do you see the evidence presented against you? Like you're done. It's a wrap. He's out of here. I don't think the Trumpster's out of here because he's got a cult-like following. Sanzo's is out of here. He's God. I don't think he realizes yet, but he's 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 gonna learn. And yeah, he, you know, he likes to throw up a lot of uh, a, a a lot of a uh, dog whistling uh, signs, and he's gonna find uh, the opportunity for that in prison, I believe. See how that plays.
1: Yeah, uh, not much to add. You know me. I've I've seen the, the hot takes and I've seen some of the clips from that uh, Trump town hall. And it's amazing to me how, you know, and he was saying in the same breath, he's never met her and then went on to describe when he met her and at, at this party. And now and she was like trying to force him into a, a changing stall to, to, to do I think he was saying some panky-panky or get all handsy or something like that. I mean, but, it's this just is amazing that that that's the discourse that we're having with, with presidential candidates. And so I just can't. And the other thing, and I know you want to say something, is I, you know, to, 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 to for most intensive purposes, don't care. Like, and the people that do care, I wonder what they get from it, right? Like, what has Trump or Biden or any other president, for that matter, ever really done for you? Like, we... I realized long ago, like after, um, you know, I had my moment in my 20s where you know, I think a lot of people do, where they think they're going to change or save the world, and then you realize that it doesn't happen. That was like Obama's sure. second term for, we'll shoot the thing. That was like Obama's second term for me. And I was like, wait a minute, this is all just some, some mm-hmm. bullshit, right? And so it's amazing to me that people just don't realize how much bullshit it is and that, you know, that man, neither men, the men, the women aren't <laughs> in it for you.
0: They're not. They're not, and and I'll say this, you know, where, where, where I care is it, the care doesn't come from the political aspect of it. It comes from what I see as a breakdown of society and values, you know, the right talks about values so often, right? And then they, they pride themselves as like the party of like family values is the way that it's sold to their base. And then you have a guy, and this is the quote, this is the exact quote he's at the town hall. They they, they, they bring up, you know, the story about her allegation that he raped her. He says, this is a fake story, made up story. He says, I have no idea who the hell she is. She's a whack job. The very next quote is, what kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up and within minutes you're playing hanky panky in a dressing room. And that got laughter and applause from the audience. And so I could care less about the politics. You know me, Nick, um, I'm I'm politically agnostic there's a couple of politicians I like I don't like either party but it worries me that we're so desensitized to this stuff um, that that's just you know a, a rape allegation and him being liable for it in, in, in court gets laughter and applause for people it's, it's, it's beyond uh, I guess my, my ethics or my uh, moral compass uh, to process that in a way that just can just walk away without saying anything
1: and I think that's why a lot of people are, are jaded yeah I, I mean back to told... the dead ceiling fight like you know and they're gonna make a big dog and pony show uh about it instead of you know getting in there and, and doing their actual jobs it's all about um you know hand waving and and you know pulling the strings behind the curtain and then not really about governing and and doing what's best for your constituents that it hasn't been in a long time um and it really won't be until we can get this class of politicians out of there, and, yep. and who knows how long that's going to take. I saw Miss Feinstein getting wheeled back in. I mean, these folks are 90 years old. They're going, going to have to give it up.
0: Yeah, there there was a weekend at Bernie's meme going around that had me in stitches, and, and I, oh. I, I, I wish everybody all the best. Your reciprocity in their life, but she didn't look too good, and she sure in the hell doesn't fit to be passing laws right now. And, uh, you know... Uh, Legislating, legislating, um, when you can barely speak, right? When you can barely be coherent. There's a lot of that going around. Um, odd times, odd times. I got to ask you, Nick, um, I'm not a crypto guy. What the fuck is a Pepe? Oh, uh, well, Pepe <laughs> the Frog is a
1: conservative meme. I'm sure you've seen that over the years going yep. around on on Twitter and things. Uh, the <laughs> coin got got made and, and went up. And last thing I read was it was up like 2,500%. Um, I'm not sure if it's still going up or not, but, um, yeah, meme coins are still a thing. And that to me, you know, along with, you know, short dated calls on Tesla and YOLO and, and this sort of stuff tells me that, you know, this bubble hasn't deflated enough, yep. hasn't deflated enough yet. Not a lot, not enough people have lost enough money for true capitulation if people are still willing to go in there and, and chase uh, Pepe the Frog, um, uh, meme coins. And so, um... And at the same time, it's interesting to me that, that crypto hasn't really been able to catch a bid alongside gold. Um, and and I've been reading Lynn Auden on this, and you know she's talking about the liquidity, mm. right? How, how the Bitcoin correlates more with liquidity, which has been coming out of the system. Uh, we know that M2 has been going down. We know that the Fed has been tightening. Um, and she argues that this debt ceiling is going to further take liquidity out of the system. And, sure. and it's a bit above my pay grade, but it's about how the treasury has to refill their coffers and it takes banking reserves out of things that are already sort of uh, a little bit shaky. And so um, Bitcoin, I hadn't looked today, but what is it? 26, 28 grand. What's that? Oh, it's down to 26, nine. Yeah, so, 26, nine. Look at that down in a month from over 30 to, to, to 26,000 handle. Um, uh, at that time that gold has gone to hit intraday record highs. And yep. so, <clears> um, it shows me who the, or what the, the true safe haven is. Um, and uh, next year we'll get the having. So uh, I think by by the middle of next year we'll be we'll be talking about Bitcoin more positively. Um, but for now, it's it's still the precious metals that are the the safe haven. Um, and again, don't go chasing Pepe the Frog meme coins. That's crazy stuff, man. Um, and orchestrated too. Like uh, you know, these folks who put these coins out. It's still the wild west. Like we're still having debates about the sec or you know the cftc and who controls what and what's a commodity and what's a security and uh there's just not a lot of protection out there i mean shit your money in the bank is risky enough right now right i mean as we've seen in the past couple of months so uh i continue to be just a bitcoin guy
0: what are we watching in the market we talked uh, copper opportunities we talked gold opportunities we talked uranium opportunities i'm waiting of course for patriot assays Waiting for the next shoe to drop there. What are you watching, Nick?
1: It's the debt ceiling for me. Yep. Um, I want to see how much progress they make on that, uh, what the date is going to be ultimately, where we got to get something done by, uh, and what that brings into the market. I'm watching volatility, um, which just can't get itself up off the floor. Yep. And is, is going gonna, is gonna to have to uh, here in the near future, I think. So uh, those are the two things I'm watching for.
0: I like it. Let's end this on a positive note. I want to say, you know, congrats to all the moms out there. I hope you all had a phenomenal Mother's Day by the time everybody watches this. It wouldn't have passed, but I hope that uh, if you're lucky enough to have yours around, um, that you celebrated her. And if you're lucky enough to, 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 to have an amazing woman next to you, like I do and my wife, that's just a phenomenal mother to our kids that you had an opportunity to celebrate them. And gotta give Robert De Niro a shout out. This man gives me hope, right? He's 79 years old. He just had another child. Congrats to Mr. De Niro. I salute you, sir. One of my favorite all-time actors. Um, 79. I mean, gotta gotta give it up to the raging bull there. Sure up for office. You <laughs> might be too young. I'm supposed to remind you to check us out at dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe, where you can comment on my rants, my raves, my hair, our stock picks, and um, all things market commentary or otherwise. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was the 218th episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World.
1: Nick, send us off with some words of wisdom, sir. No, no words of wisdom. Have a good week out there, everybody. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below, subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one, and share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.